Foodie lovers, it's time. Hello, food lovers, it's Dave. Are you ready for some foodie fun? Yes, today and every weekday, cooking something good, and your host, Dave Duso, brings you foodie fun adventures and fantastic food talk. Get ready for great recipes, food experts, daily prizes, lots of laughs, and of course, great deals on restaurant certificates and other food-related items at cookingsomethinggood.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, oh no, it's Dave Dussault. Yes, indeed. It is indeed Dave Dusso. And it's not, oh no, it's Dave Dusso. It's, oh yeah, it's Dave Dusso. Because Dave Dusso always gets fired up. All of us here at Cooking Something Good get fired up when it's all about barbecue. Hey, welcome to the Conway Scenic Railroad Broadcast Studio, where the CSG Broadcast Network is proud and pleased to present to you today another episode of Cooking Something good where food is fun and fun is food and it's always foodie fun. And today we're going to have on Alan Natkill. He is the owner of Georgia's Georgia's Northside Barbecue. He started in New Hampshire. He went to Georgia and learned his chops in Southern cooking and all about barbecue. Moved up to New York City where he ran a extremely successful barbecue in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, and now he has returned home, and he has opened Georgie's Northside Barbecue in Concord, New Hampshire. Great food, great fare. We love barbecue. I love barbecue especially. Good barbecue is the difference in the world today. If everyone ate good barbecue every day, there would be peace on earth earth. The vegetarians would need it, but they don't have to. They're still peaceful people anyway, so it's no big problem. I think that'll work, yeah, because they're they're peace-loving people anyway. So I think that's the way we should go. Barbecue every day for every person in every way. You can't go wrong with barbecue. And today we're going to have on Alan Natkill from George's Northside Barbecue, as well as the Sharila Dila, the day, the foodie know-it-all, the Dear Dave question of the day, all kinds of ways to learn, to win, and to think about food. It's another exciting day here on Cooking Something Good. Hey, guess what? It's time for today's Sharila Dila the day every single day. We here at Cooking Something Good, all of us, which means Jack the Intern and me, we bring you a great deal on a food-related item. It's foodie-related. Sometimes it's equipment. Sometimes it's a gift certificate to a restaurant. Sometimes it's a great specialty food item. As long as it's food-related, we go out there and we find these for you. Sometimes we find a lot of them. Sometimes we only get one or two. Sometimes we get 20 and we're down to our last one. And that's the case here. Today's Sharila deal of the day is a $20 gift certificate to Joe's Pizza. 
Joe's Cafe in Northampton, Massachusetts. It's a $20 gift certificate for just $5. We only have one left. So if you are going down to the Western Massachusetts area or you live there, if you live there, you know Joe's. And if you do, this is a great deal. There's only one of them, so you're going to have to hustle up. You can get it at cookingsomethinggood.com. It's a $20 gift certificate to Joe's Cafe in Northampton. It is today's Sharila Dila the Day. In case you were wondering, the answer is yes. It's time for today's episode of Cooking Something Good. Every day, we answer a question from a listener. These listeners have sent their questions, just like you can, to Dave at Cooking Something Good. They've emailed me the questions, and in the subject line, they wrote, Dear Dave, and the winners win gift certificates to great local establishments. Today's Dear Dave comes from Jim in Solvang, S-O-L-V-A-N-G, Solvang, California. Looked it up. It's a tiny little town in California. Never heard of it, but I'm not a California guy. And Jim asks, Dear Dave, I made the mushroom pancetta stone ground mustard cream dish you talked about a few shows ago, and when I added the milk, it curled very quickly. Please help. Hmm. Uh, it was too, you had the pan too hot, and you let it boil, and, and curdled milk doesn't taste good. It's not going to kill you, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't taste good at all. A couple of options here. Turn the pan down and just wait a minute to put your milk or cream in there. Stir it. Make sure it's not, uh, again, the pan isn't too hot. You can also temper the milk, which means mix some of the warm milk with some cold milk, uh, whisk it up in a separate bowl, and then put it in. Again, you still don't want it too hot, but Those are a couple ways to keep it from curdling because curdling cream or milk really will ruin that very easy but very good dish. Jim, thanks for your question. Jim from Saul Vang, I hope I'm saying that right, California, is today's Dear Dave question of the day winner. It's going to be a long commute for him to get to KC's Barbecue in Manchester, but that is today's gift card prize. It's a $25 gift card to Casey's Barbecue in Manchester. And the winner is Jim from Solvang, California. So hopefully Jim is either a student or working out here and he can take advantage of it or he has a good friend or family member out here that he can give it to. But thanks for sending in your Dear Dave question of the day. Send yours in soon and maybe you will be a winner here at Cooking Something Good. Hey, all you foodie gastromaniacs. One of the questions I get all the time is, you started your broadcasting career later in life. What did you do before you were a cooking show host? Well, for 14 years, I was a stay-at-home dad, which was great. Honestly, it was the best job I've ever had. But for 28 years before that, I worked at, and then I owned and operated a waste and recycling company that was started by my grandparents in 1947. It was called Dusso Trucking. And over the years, I met lots of great and sometimes not so great owners of other waste and recycling companies. Now, of all the trash companies anywhere in the country that I've met, my favorite is a wonderful family-owned business called E.L. Harvey & Sons. And no matter what your waste disposal needs are, 
This is the family-owned business you want to work with. Yes, family-owned and family-operated since 1911. Same family. There's no corporate big listed on the stock exchange company here where you're just a number to them. E.L. Harvey is truly family-run. If you ever go to any of their facilities, chances are there is a Harvey working there. And I mean working. These folks are highly professional. They're cutting-edge business executives. But these women and men, these Harveys, they are not afraid to get their hands dirty. Oh, and let me tell you, when it comes to giving back to the communities they work with, I have never met or worked with a more generous family in my career. They are always donating, and it's not just money, but time, material. I cannot say enough about this company and this family, the Harveys. So if you've been meeting for a long time to, say, clean up or clean out that old garage or cellar, yard, storage shed, whatever, or if you have any other waste disposal needs, I could not recommend E.L. Harvey & Sons more highly. Give them a call, 508-836-3000, or find them online at E.L. Harvey, that's E-L-H-A-R-V, like victory, E-Y, harvey.com, and tell them Dave Dusso said they're the best. E.L. Harvey and Sons, quietly improving the quality of life with economically affordable and environmentally sensible waste disposal and recycling since 1911. Hey, guess what? It's time for this week's recipe of the week. This is how this recipe of the week works. You send us an email. Send it to me at dave at cookingsomethinggood.com. You put in the subject line recipe of the week. You give us the recipe ingredients. A short one paragraph, if you can explanation how you make the meal, any background or history. You can also send a picture of yourself if you'd like. And if you do that, we will put that picture on the website for the whole week. If we choose your recipe and you are the recipe of the week winner, you win a $100 gift certificate. This week's recipe of the week winner is Carol P. And she is from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And she has won a $100 gift certificate to Shane's Barbecue. You cannot go wrong. And she sent in a really interesting recipe. And, you know, people ask me a lot, why, how do you guys choose or why do you choose certain recipes? Because this is a plant-based stir-fry that has a plant-based sausage. So it's meatless. And a lot of times in this day and age, still people are like, bah, You know, when we were kids and they had plant-based and vegetarian, basically you were eating sticks and there wasn't a lot of creativity back then. And if anyone even mentioned, you know, if your mom said, let's go out and try something vegetarian, your dad would go, vegetarian, that's ridiculous. We're not eating vegetarians. Only hippies and freaks eat vegetarians. And then you grew up in in your younger days, in your 20s and 30s, and someone would say to you the same thing. And then you would say the same thing your father did, even as the... Food started to evolve and to get really good. There's a lot of good plant-based, a lot of good vegetarian diets, and and near I say great gourmet food now. This isn't gourmet, but this is good old-fashioned uh, uh, sausage and, and peppers and onions. It's just with this 
plant-based sausage, and it's really good. What you're going to do is cut up your onions and peppers, a little bit of salt on there. If you want a little sugar so they'll caramelize, I'm going to put it in a wok. She didn't use a wok, but I'm going to put it in a wok. Well, once it gets hot with some olive oil, once it's good and hot, you're going to put your uh, onions and peppers in there. I'm actually going to add one thing to this. I'm going to add a habanero pepper because I'm going to heat this thing up just a little bit. And as they start to cook down and they start to caramelize, I'm going to put in a little bit of that uh, dinner dust from Bubs and Mudda's. And you could find that at cookingsomethinggood.com. We're going to add that in. You don't have to. This is all optional at this point. And once they start to caramelize, I'm going to take them out. I'm going to take my plant-based sausage. I'm going to put them in the same pan. I've added a little more olive oil. Remember, this is plant-based sausage, so you don't have to cook the meat through and through like you do regular sausage. And even regular sausage and pork is no longer a, uh, an automatic trigonosis. There is no more trigonosis in this country. But you don't have to cook it that long. You can cut it up, which I will do. I'm going to cut it up in about quarter-inch sections, and I'm going to throw it into a very hot wok that I'd already been using for my peppers and onions. And I'm just going to brown these, get a nice searing brown on them. I'm going to put my sausage and onions back in. At the same time, I'm going to uh, throw some very thinly sliced garlic that I had. And I'm going to just toss those around in that olive oil for maybe another minute or so. You can serve this as a sandwich. You can serve this over rice. You can serve this over anything that you want. It is really good. It is sausage, peppers, and onions, but the sausage is plant-based. It is this week's recipe of the week, and it comes to us from Carol P. in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Congratulations, Carol. And remember, you too can be a $100 gift certificate winner. We love when you interact with us, so please keep doing it. We enjoy hearing from you. All you got to do is send uh, your recipe and your picture into recipe of the week and send it to dave at cookingsomethinggood.com and maybe we'll pick yours and maybe you'll be a winner. We're going to take a break when we come back more here on Cooking Something Good. Hey foodies, do you have kids? Maybe you're a railroad buff. If you're looking for some great family-friendly fun or you're just a trained nerd like me, then the Conway Scenic Railroad is a must because they not only combine family fun with the feeling of old-time rail travel, but they have great full kitchen cars and offer different meal options depending on what excursion you choose. A train ride with the kids, food and drinks, the beautiful New Hampshire countryside. It's a great day in beautiful North Conway. And after your trip on the Conway Scenic Railroad, there's still so much to do. North Conway is a restaurant town. It's an outdoor activities town. And for people who love to shop, there's great little artsy boutiques as well as the Settlers Green Outlets. So if you like to shop... This is a great town. For more information about the Conway Scenic Railroad, go to cookingsomethinggood.com and click on the little train icon that says Conway Scenic Railroad. The Conway Scenic Railroad. It's an old-fashioned railroading experience. Hey, all you foodie gastromaniacs. I want to take just a moment and talk to you about Cooking Something Good's website. It's cookingsomethinggood.com. And cookingsomethinggood.com is a place for foodie fun, recipes, deals, gadgets, and more. You can go there to buy gift certificates to restaurants. You can buy food-related items. You can buy specialty food items from around New England and around the country. And if you have something that you want to sell, you can actually sell your product if it's food-related 
at cookingsomethinggood.com. It's a website that is just for foodies, and it's a place you can go and know that whatever the deals are, that they're good deals because we approve everything that goes up there. It's cookingsomethinggood.com. It is the official website of Cooking Something Good. Cookingsomethinggood.com. Foodie fun, recipes, deals, gadgets, and more. Brought to you by us here at Cooking Something Good. Hey, we're back at Cooking Something Good. And you know me, you know that I love barbecue. I love barbecue like I like, uh, like I like nothing else. It's the greatest thing in the world. It might be the greatest thing ever invented. With us is Alan Natkill. Is that pronounced right? Natkill. Nat Kill, uh, correct. Yep, he's with George's Northside Barbecue in Concord. Alan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to it. So you're a you're a local boy that moved down to the big city, and uh, yeah, that's correct. And you know, uh, and you got your barbecue chops down there. Where were you in Brooklyn? Uh, my restaurant was in Manhattan, the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Um, I opened that restaurant in 2007. Um, that Restaurant the same Georgia's brand, but it was East Side, and had that running for eleven years before coming back to my home state. Hey, fantastic! Where did you get your barbecue chops? Where did you learn about barbecue? Strangely, the I grew up on a farm in New Hampshire, but like most farm kids, actually all farm kids, there's really two choices when you come of age: you either stay on the farm, or you run off. You know, basically go join the Navy or run to a big city to go get in trouble, and um, <laughs> I was one of the latter, and I went down to Atlanta, and I, I fell. I just fell in love with with Southern food in general and barbecue in particular. Um, I mean, it's 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 hot down there, and and people routinely during the summertime cook outside, and because it does, it's a process. It's not like you can just show up and food is ready. It's it's much, frankly, a more communal party, and um, I loved it when I when I moved back. Up north, I went to New York City, and it was not well represented at all. And now there's a bunch of places, but back in, in the early 2000s, there was a real short list of barbecues in a huge city. Let me ask you, there's, you know, everyone knows that there's a population difference, but as a owner and chef and operator, there's a big difference between a big city and a, and a much smaller place like Concord. What are the challenges with, uh, with both and... Uh, which one do you prefer? Well, I'll tell you what, having a parking lot is awesome. <laughs> to say that right across the food. Um, I, I miss the energy of, of, of the big city because, I mean, we, we stayed open until 1 a.m. and stuff like that, and that's not really viable here. So I do kind of miss that part. But I'm also, you know, I've been in this game kind of a long time, and I no longer want to be up till 1 a.m. Yeah. So uh, what I really enjoy beyond anything else about having a, a business here is, is a sense of permanence where you can, have, you can develop regular customers who, who are the ones who are going to put money in your bank and put food on your table. Uh, in New York, it's a really transient city where due to cost of living and everything else, people come and they go. So... I, it took me a while before I kind of developed this sort of community 
that I, I've been very quick to develop here in Concord, and I, I love it. I absolutely love being able to, um, to to know that my customers that have have uh, fallen for my style of cooking are going to be there next year. Yeah, it's it's, that's my favorite thing. It's like the old adage: when you lay down stakes and put up a and put up a tent, uh, you found a place to stay. You found a place to to be, a place to call home again. What better place than New Hampshire? You can't beat it. I got to tell you, and I understand because I just moved my daughter into Brooklyn down in Williamsburg, and parking a U-Haul and getting up eight flights of stairs is, that's a challenge to me because I'm a small town boy too. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a trip. I mean, even now, you kind of, it's like uh, you lose your tolerance. And, you know, the first times that I've gone back to the city, I, I, like, I recognize most things, but I'm just overwhelmed by how loud, how noisy, how smelly, all this other stuff. I was like, I, I did this for almost 20 years, and now, now I'm like a, I'm a tourist. Oh, gosh. Well, my friend came over to help us move in, and he, I, he came in on his bike. He's my age, 57. I said, you rode your bike? He goes, yeah, it's 10 minutes by bike and two hours by car. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, that, yeah. and that's kind of the difference, you know, that that's for me, it's, he's like, we don't have a car in the city. It's not worth it. But you do get great food in the city. And now we are really lucky because we've got great food. Talk a little bit. We've got a couple of minutes left here. Talk about the thing you like most about when you're making good barbecue and the food that, that the, the barbecue you make that you like the best. And I'm going to remind all the foodies out there listening if you think barbecue is taking two hamburgers out of a package and two hot dogs and putting it on the grill and burning them to their hockey pucks, you don't know good barbecue. And uh, Alan's going to tell you right now. Well, there's um, the thing that I like about barbecue, like I consider it um, more of an art than a science where I consider baking, you got to be a scientist. Yeah. And you can... Kind of because you have a longer timeline of how you cook stuff. Some of the stuff I take to cook, it's eight or nine hours. I mean, it's 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 you you have a better a bigger window and the the ability to hit the mark for exactly what you're trying to do. Um, the barbecue that I like the most personally, and I think it's the most versatile, is beef brisket. Um, my favorite, my great. favorite, hands down. It, yeah, it's um. It's got so much character. I mean, beef, beef is, I mean, it's popular uh, by itself. But when you get that smoke and, and, and you have a good spice rub, I don't oversaw, I really try not to oversaw stuff. But I mean, all the sauces and rubs that I use, I, they're my recipes. We make them in-house. Um, but you can have it by itself. You can have it as the base of a sandwich. If you want to really get busy and, and, and change the game for, for a Mexican fajita or taco night, you take some smoked brisket, uh, maybe do a, a little bit of a, a hotter spice rub on there and smoke your brisket and then kind of chop it up um, and use it as, as taco filling. It's unreal. Uh. It's so, so good. Like the depth, the depth of flavor is, um, is just wonderful. I actually have uh, neighbors across the street that I, dropped off some leftovers because I had a big party for my um, a friend's son's, I think, 16th birthday, where I was like, dude, you're going you're to rent a place, just use my backyard, you know, put a tent up there. And we, I, I brought over some leftovers, and they kind of looked at the tray where there was like some spicy mango with uh, lime and chili, brisket, uh, some Mexican corn, 
and stuff like that. And they were a little bit suspect about it. And just uh, a couple of weeks ago, and this was like four years ago that I'd done this, and neighbors were like, if you ever, ever do this at the restaurant, will you please call us? Like, oh, you liked it? Like, we've, we've been talking about it ever since. Uh, that's, um, that's brisket. Uh, you know, it's... A good brisket is like a good orgasm, right? They're both leave you. They both leave you breathless. Let's face it. Hey, Alan, thank you so much for bringing barbecue back to the Granite State. We will be up soon, and we're going to give one of our lucky listeners give us a call right now at seven three two three three six ten forty. Just say George's Northside Barbecue, and we'll give you the first person a twenty five dollar gift certificate to George's Northside Barbecue. George, we look forward to seeing you very soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again. Take care. You too. When it comes to those things in your kitchen you determine to be necessities, everyone has their own unique style. For some, it's just the right cookware, and for others, a certain fish sauce and a brown sugar from Barbados are must-haves. And for me, it's a good extra virgin olive oil. And in my kitchen, there is always only one, and that's Manny's Olive Oil from the Greek island of Crete. Manny's olive oil is harvested by hand, so rare in this day and age. Not some huge automated machine. That means no chemicals, and it means only the best olives make it into each bottle. Manny's olive oil comes from his family's own native olive trees on Greek's largest island, Crete. This affordable gourmet olive oil has a unique and bold flavor that can't be found anywhere else. Manny's uses only the highest quality of olives, which means they produce the highest quality olive oil. Manny's olive oil is for sale at cookingsomethinggood.com. Manny's olive oil from Greece with love. Hey, gastromaniacs, I want to tell you about a game-changing spill recovery solution for every home and every industry. It's called Spill Solved. Whether you have a residential, commercial, or industrial spill, SpillSolve works faster, cleaner, and safer than any product on the market, and it's reusable. SpillSolve works instantly on all kinds of spills, leaves no oily residue, and it leaves the affected area safe for foot or vehicle traffic immediately. It's great for restaurants, gas stations, workshops, airports, and any other space where spills occur including, yes, your home. It's simple to use, cost-effective, self-stored, and non-biodegradable, which means it doesn't break down and release what is absorbed, which means it's better for the environment. SpillSolved is truly an amazing product, and you're always going to want to have SpillSolved nearby for when that nasty spill happens. SpillSolved is for sale at cookingsomethinggood.com. SpillSolved, the new standard in spill recovery. Hey, all you foodie fanatics, all you gastromaniacs, guess what time it is? It's time for today's episode of the foodie know-it-all question of the day. Why am I so excited? Well, too much coffee is probably the correct answer, but it's a chance for you to win a gift certificate, and today it's a big one. It's a one $100 gift certificate to Woodlands Farm Brewery in Kittery, Maine. All you have to do is be the first person to leave the correct answer at 732 336 1040. 
732-336-1040. Today's question in that $100 gift certificate to the Woodlands Farm Brewery, how is white sugar converted into brown sugar? How is white sugar converted into brown sugar? Be the first person to answer, you win. Hey, the foodie know-it-all question of the day comes from your good friends here at Cooking Something Good. Tomorrow, tomorrow we'll be back. Tomorrow it's only a day away. That's right. The show's over. That's it. We're done. We have to go home, but we will be back tomorrow here on Cooking Something Good, the Sharila deal of the day. We're going to have the foodie know-it-all, the dear Dave. We're going to give away some great stuff tomorrow. On top of that, as always, some great deals at cookingsomethinggood.com. Recipes, some guests that are going to talk about some interesting things. You're not going to want to miss it. It's all happening tomorrow here at Cooking Something Good. Hey, please go out and make today as good as you possibly can. Make it a great day, and we will catch you again tomorrow here on Cooking Something Good. Mm-hmm.